Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Golf Show live on 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader. We are live at Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame, side of the 2019 U.S. Senior Open. We are live on this Saturday morning because it is Major Championship Weekend. And we have the 100th installment of the PGA Championship at Belle Reve in St. Louis, Missouri, the second round is continuing right now. They just got started with the resumption of the second round a little bit ago. And so we'll have the third round later today. Gary Woodland is still the leader. More on that coming up in just a couple of moments. I'm Darren Pritchett, joined by John Foster, the general manager at Warren Golf Course in Notre Dame. And our program is brought to you by Warren Golf Course, which is the site of the 2019 U.S. Senior Open. We're also brought to you by Blackthorn Golf Club, their newest Venture is Signal Point in Niles, Michigan. We're also presented by Kurt Outdoor Living. Make plans now to transform your backyard into an oasis with the experts at Kurt Outdoor Living. Zolman's Tire and Auto Care voted the best tire store two years in a row. And by Lechleitner Door, improve the look of your home with a new garage or entry door called 295-6311. And last but not least, the Food Bank of Northern Indiana. Together, we can solve hunger. Learn more at Feed Indiana. Dot org. Well, first off, it is a beautiful morning to play golf here at Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame. I haven't seen you hit the button yet for the deer to run across <laughs> the 18th fairway. But otherwise, boy, this is a beautiful morning. And, hey, there are some tee times available right now, so come on out and join us. Actually, there's one tee time available. Is that it? It's like at 1030 today. We are absolutely packed, which is good. So come see us tomorrow. Uh, okay. A few openings tomorrow, but. Uh, so it's a battle royale for that 10:30 it's, slot. Yeah, I can see people uh, rushing to their phones as we speak. Um, no, the deer are on vacation. Uh, <laughs> we doubled up on the otters and uh, the rabbits <laughs> and stuff to make up for it. We now have a, a bunch of turkeys out here, too, and I'm referring to the actual bird. We, I saw them the other day. We got like six or eight of them on the course, which is, which is kind of cool. They don't bother anybody. So. Sure. It's uh, we are a certified Audubon sanctuary, so yes, you are. We are, so we're living up to it, Darren. And speaking of animals, Tiger Woods just <laughs> made birdie on number eight to get to four under par. Wow, well, he's going to make the cut, I believe. I mean, the cut is still projected at even par, I believe. So. It is, and he's he's hitting it really. I mean, he's playing well. Let me put it that way. He's hitting it so so, but now his short game seems to have rounded into shape a bit. Mm-hmm. Well, this golf course is. Right now, kind of taking it on the chin. We'll talk more about that. Most people are happy, although there is a high-profile player not overly thrilled with the golf course, so we'll get to that coming up in just a couple of moments. But, of course, we've been talking about this for a long time. I just opened with this is the site of the U.S. Senior Open coming up, what, June 24th through the 30th, 2019. Are you starting to get to the point now when people come to the clubhouse, people start asking a lot of questions about this and that and... Everything going on with the event? Yeah, I mean, the buzz has been really good. And, yeah, just about everybody that comes in asks about either ticket opportunities or volunteer opportunities, 
questions about what's been done to the golf course. Um, yeah. Are we done with that? You know, what about the reordering of the holes? Uh, what's going to play as the first hole? So obviously the word's gotten out, and, and a lot of these people are from far, far away too. And we our traffic is picked up. I think today, Darren, is a good example of uh, the situation where I would guess 80% of the people playing here today are from probably farther than 100 miles from here. No kidding. Yeah, we have seen, and that was kind of our our game plan when we attracted uh, the Senior Open. One of the benefits of that was to make us even more of a destination. Now, Notre Dame's always been a destination, uh, but we want the golf course to be as well. So we've had so many people that have come in. I had two or three people from the East Coast this week who are traveling through this area of the country and made a special stop because they'd heard about the golf course via the senior open hosting. So, um, no, it's it's been great. It really has. Now, you were out at the U.S. Senior Open in Colorado a couple of weeks ago, and you had a chance to see the tournament unfold before your eyes. And I know you have this thing, and the USGA and everybody has this well planned out. Mm-hmm. Seeing it in person, was it more about validating everything you guys had planned, or were there a couple of things maybe you picked up and said, you know, I like the yeah. way they did that? Yeah, no, no, that was, it was all about that, Darren, because each venue is different. I mean, you, the field's the same, the players are the same, but there are these peculiarities of each golf course or each facility that has to be taken into account. So I know that um, Greg Helmkamp, one of our pros here, uh, Greg will be running a lot of the golf operations into thing, the driving range, and some of the other other things he'll be responsible for, had noticed two or three really key things that about their property that wasn't working necessarily that we were out ahead of, and it, it had to do with moving the crowds and moving the players to and from the practice area because there was no way to get there except by going through crowds. There was no way to route the crowds or the players. It just was a a logistical nightmare for them. We saw it at Salem, too, and we've got that taken care of um, by the way we've configured where the players are going to be moving. So, I mean, it's boring stuff. It's tedious, but it's stuff that means a lot to the players and for the fan experience. Um, I'm joking with everybody that uh, in the USGA especially, I said – you know, the one thing we can't do, we can't replicate having Cheyenne Mountain in the background. Because the Broadmoor <laughs> is maybe the prettiest place in the United States. But I did, they had an issue with bears out there coming into concession stands at night. So I guaranteed them we wouldn't have a bear problem. So, <laughs> but there, there were a lot of things that had to do, with, and again, Greg learned a lot. We also had a number of people from the universities, uh, the uh, facilities operations, campus operations that met with their – there really aren't counterparts at the Broadmoor necessarily because it's a resort. But between that and Bruno Event Team, the management company, mm-hmm. they were able to put everything in perspective because I've been in their ear for two, three years telling them this is what it's going to be like. But until you can actually see it, see the crowds, see the energy, the excitement, uh, they came away with a – whole new understanding and appreciation of what this is going to mean well i have an appreciation for what you were just talking about routing because i remember at the i think i have the year right the 2003 u.s open at olympia fields Uh in chicago there was a portion of the golf course that was just an absolute train wreck in terms of moving crowds getting the golfers from one place to another i remember at one point just as a fan when i was not working there 
I went to that area and I did not go back the rest of the week because <laughs> it just was absolutely a mess because you had to wait for golfers to go through. Yeah. So then you have all these people jammed together in a small area waiting to go the different yeah. directions. And it just kind of takes away from the experience. You want to get somewhere, you can't move. So. That's so true. And we, that's one reason we renumbered, reordered the holes, because our 16, 17, 18 day-to-day here would not have allowed for that that you were talking about because of the bridges. And then you have to move the players, and then you have to move the fans. So um, it's it's making sense to a lot of people now because we, we've had trouble convincing people why we did it there. I think people are so in love with the three finishing holes here that they, they feel like we've diminished the championship somehow. But now that they see from a fan and player experience is what we've got to keep in mind at all times when planning, um, I think everybody's going to be in good shape. Now, see, just setting up for the golf show, I had some time just to walk mm-hmm. a little bit. Number six is going to be perfect. It's number yeah. 18. It really is, Darren. I mean, it's got everything we want, everything the I think the fans want because there's ample room for viewing. But from a hospitality, corporate hospitality standpoint, We've got the entire right side from the last 150 yards all the way to the green of hospitality structures. We can put a huge grandstand up and encircle that green as well. Uh, and it's really hard. I mean, all the way back, it's 470 par 4. Uh, <laughs> so, And then you back up one more to 17, which is a nice two-shot par 5, which also adds to the excitement. And I like that. I do, too. And then, and then the 16th hole, if we go back even one more, is our current fourth hole, which is a 138-yard par three, which everybody thinks a piece of cake until you do the math. After after tournaments we've had here, collegiate and otherwise, the scoring average is always surprisingly high on that hole. No kidding. There's a lot of fives made there uh, because of an errant tee shot, you know, aiming at hole locations they shouldn't aim at. And then the green itself is an absolute nightmare to it putt. Is. It is. So, so you got three really cool holes coming down the stretch that – uh, nobody's going to glide home to, to to a win unless they've got a five- or six-stroke lead. Great thing about a reachable par five as the number 17 hole. It brings in a lot of players that have a chance to win coming down the stretch. That's it adds true. to the drama, and that's what you're looking for. Absolutely right. John Foster, Darren Pritchett with you on the Golf Show. Number 16, I'd kind of forgotten, even though I've been here so yeah. many times, how close it is to the clubhouse. So that's going to be hole number. That's number one. So perfect place to get uh, things started. It really is. And, um, you know, we'll be grandstanding – that hole uh, as well, the first and tenth tee, and then all of the uh, and ten will be our seventh hole, which is adjacent to that. So the grandstand will be kind of L-shaped. Kind of behind, absolutely right. Okay. And then behind the tee, there will be a tunnel built through the the uh, grandstand with the play like a champion at the end of the tunnel, trying so to replicate the stadium. Absolutely, that's so. a great idea. That's the first I've heard of that. Well, the USGA is really interested in us making this a Notre Dame esque experience. And trying to incorporate things like that into the player experience and the fan experience is going to be a big part of the championship. So there's there's more to come. So in the tunnel, the Rudy theme will be playing? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's where I draw the line. Yeah, you know, oddly enough, though, I think everybody thinks of the USGA as a bunch of, um, you know, stiff-collared, yes. uh, blue-jacket, very, you know, very conservative. They're encouraging us, and we haven't checked with the university, that they'd like to see a leprechaun <laughs> at the first tee during the practice rounds, and I thought, well, that's very un-USGA-like, but that is. we may we may be able to do that. I'm not sure what their role would be. <laughs> to start the wave? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So, I mean, they're they're open to a lot of things. They're, they're going to make uh, try to make this a lot of fun as well. We had a leprechaun on the ice 
for hockey did, games did you? this year. Well, what? I wonder if they're going to be there for the NHL game. Because Could be. They yeah. had a gold helmet on, not the hat, though. <laughs> well, it's, it's really interesting because the university has stepped forward, and we're now part, and you saw this at Media mm-hmm. Day, of the promotion of the NHL game, the Garth Brooks concert, and our event are the big three community engagement you know, the university stepping out of their traditional role uh, to the benefit of not only the community, but the university on an international and national basis. So it's some pretty good stuff coming up over the next 12 months in this market. It's going to be a wild couple of weeks because I was just looking at the calendar with the U.S. Senior Open mm-hmm. the 24th through the 30th of June next year. The week before is the Midwest League All-Star Game at Four Winds Field. So ah, okay. I did not know that. So that's the, which week is that? Is that would I believe be, it's the week before. They have not officially announced okay. all that, but it's usually right around. We were just going by this year's yeah. date that it's probably going to be the week before okay. the U.S. Senior Open. Okay. So we're going to have quite a bit going on. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then the U.S. Opens at Pebble Beach next year. That'll be two weeks before us. I wonder so. if Garth plays golf. I honestly do not know. I know a lot of the country singers do. I mean, Vince Gill comes to mind, and mm-hmm. uh, so a lot, but I don't know whether he does or not. He's not called in for a tea time yet. So. Not yet. No, well, I think someone will be calling. Someone's secretary of someone's secretary yes. of Garth will be. Well, I tell you, who call. did call for a tea time was David Toms. So our defending champion is going to be up for a game. And he's just not sure which one yet. And we have a mutual friend, a friend of the university, and a, a, whose son is and daughter are alums. Uh, who has some housing here in town, and I think David's going to maybe even come up during the week sometime this fall, play a few rounds to familiarize himself so he can successfully defend. Won a PGA Championship. He sure did. During his PGA Tour career and won the U.S. Senior Open out in Colorado. LSU grad. He is. Who put on the Notre Dame jersey. Very proud of him. I know it killed him to do it, but he was so (laughs) elated. This was like an hour after he won the championship, so I think he would have put on about anything, a dress, skirt, leprechaun outfit, had we asked. And that's the thing. Sure, you've got the four majors. You've got the Masters, the U.S. Open, the Open, and the PGA. And you think about, well, this is just the U.S. Senior Open. This is like a secondary championship, not to these guys, no, and not is, to the USGA. No, this is their, I mean, from a standpoint of revenues and viewership, it's second only to the U.S. Open. From the player standpoint, it's the, the guys over 50, it's their U.S. Open. It's the chance to win a USGA championship, of which Phil Mickelson has never won a USGA championship. That's right. It's a lot of really good players, and they, they really value those championships. And I, I think we quoted this during the, the press conference, Darren, but they – Sports Illustrated had done a poll of these tour champions players two years ago about what's the most important championship to you and which would you like to win the most. And the Senior Open had 78% of the vote, and the nearest to it was the uh, the Open champion, Senior Open Championship in, in the U.K., which I think had nine, eight or 9%. So that tells you where this stands and where it ranks among all the players. And you still haven't mentioned the... the- Senior PGA. They were That's, 3%. Yeah it's, yeah. it's way, way down the line. Yeah. It's The USGA puts forth our national championship. Exactly. And that's right. the bottom line. And nobody else can really can compete with that. And as I like to point out to the management and the athletic department, I'm bringing a national championship to Notre Dame. So... <laughs> I, what am I, you and Coach McGraw, right? I, yeah, I'm one behind her now, and I think <laughs> I'm my one or two behind Era. So, uh, yeah, yeah. 
I'm sure my name will be spoken in the same breath as those two people. Well, hockey team got that close. They sure Join did. Join in your club, but. Exactly. Well, maybe this year they'll be coming off a championship when we're holding ours. Well, we're kind of like Duluth this year. We got the young guys. That's so right. Hopefully, hopefully that's a very, very good sign. So even though we've talked about this a yeah. couple of weeks ago, it's worth mentioning once again since we're talking about the U.S. Senior Open. You now have a website that has mm-hmm. everything you ever want to know about the U.S. Senior Open. Yep. So there's two ways to get there. One is the website itself is 2019USSeniorOpen.com. And if you can't remember that, go to the warrengolfcourse.com and we can get you there. Okay. And there's volunteer opportunities still. I assume mm-hmm. it's been pretty busy. It has been. Way. No, it's, we still have um, some of the committees have filled up, but. Um, we still have plenty of opportunities for people to participate, and one of the FAQs of this whole volunteer realm has been, well, how much do I have to work? And the minimum requirement in order to you know, take advantage of the volunteer package, which includes you know, a, a weekly pass, which in itself is valued at you know, two, $250, two polos, a hat, a windshirt, uh, we feed you during your shifts as well. It's t- it's four four-hour shifts or two eight-hour shifts, and then you're good to go for the whole week if you want to just watch golf after here thereafter. And another probably thing that people assume that is not true, when you talk about a USGA event and a major championship, mm-hmm. you're thinking it's going to cost a lot to get into the tournament. Well, let yeah. me read this. The gallery season ticket. Here's what you get, and I'll tell you the price. Yep. Limited edition printed home ticket for each day of the championship, which is Monday through Sunday. Yep. You get all the practice rounds plus the actual event. You get access to the grounds and the grandstands Monday through Sunday. You get complimentary parking Monday through Sunday. Yes, yes. complimentary Notre parking. Notre Dame free parking. You can't beat that. <laughs> and an official championship program. So you get seven days of golf, seven days of parking, access to everything. The program, it's $109. Yeah. Honestly, if you went probably to a major championship, it's going to be seventy-five, oh. eighty-five dollars for one round. Yeah. So you get, even if you just don't even go to the practice rounds, if you go right. four days of the tournament for one hundred nine dollars, that's twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven bucks around. I don't know if there's a better value than that. Plus, you don't have to worry about parking. No, fees. it's you know, and the parking around here. People who have gone to golf tournaments, whether it's a major or not have probably experienced the old school bus ride from 20 to 30 minutes away. Olympia Fields. It's, it's happened. I mean, it happened at, at Broadmoor this year. You know, we're parking people in White Field for the most part. There will be some shuttles available, but you can walk to our main entrance. Um, but the price you talked about, Darren, is is such a good value because if you take single session tickets, um, and let's say you went to one practice round and four of the championship rounds, and you add all that up, you know, you're at almost $300 of value that we're, and it's important for us to get people butts in the seat, people inside the ropes here to witness this thing. Everything will come from that. So rather than nickel dime people and try to eke out $10 here or there, we decided let's just set this at a kind of a unresistible amount. And it's proven to be just that ticket sales are going really well. You know what's worth $109 all by itself? Seeing Miguel warm up. That's it. Miguel and LMS, and he is the picture on top of the ticket page. Well, we're not stupid, you know, and he <laughs> he draws people. And I was so glad to see him win uh, the Open yeah. Championship. Um, our um, our championship director from Bruno Event Team, our management company, uh, Steve Neiman, and and him have become very good friends. So we think Miguel will make an advanced trip here. 
We're hoping oh. it's during football season, but we're going to take full uh, the full opportunity to exploit him for promotional purposes. You know, it's pretty cool when the band Chicago plays at halftime, but we just have Miguel <laughs> at the 50-yard line doing the warm-up leading, dance. Leading everybody into his warm-up. <laughs> he would do it, believe me. Give him a bottle of wine and a cigar. That's exactly right. You tell me what you want to do, he we'll is, do it. That dude enjoys life, there's no doubt. I was just noticing on some of the information, the pamphlets you guys mm-hmm. have sitting out here in the clubhouse at Warren, the possibility of the players that could be here. And it's the who's who. If you're kind of my age in the 40s mm-hmm. or, or your age, mm-hmm. I mean, we kind of grew not necessarily grew up, but we know all these guys. We're very familiar with them. I'm excited Stricker yeah. is going to be here. Steve Stricker, I think, is a guy that could do great things oh, on could. this golf course with the, ball, with the way he hits the yep. ball so straight. And even when you think about a guy like Nick Fowlow could be here, yep. Tom Watson could be here. Yeah, and Watson will play. I mean, it's the only event he plays in. Now, he did play at the that. Open Championship this year. Uh, senior Open Championship because it's the it was at St Andrews and it was swan, his swan song over there. Hale Irwin will play here. You know they asked Hale and Broadmoor after his he played the first two rounds and he's from there. I mean that's his home course basically. Whether he's going to hang it up and he said you know I've had every intention of this being my final round but he said the fact of going to Notre Dame is so intriguing to play a championship on a college campus. He said you just may see me there next year so. Having Hale here would be fantastic as well. 73 years old. Yeah, and he he can still play. He'll be 74 when the championship takes okay. place. Yeah, so. Unbelievable. Yeah, the people that, you know, again, if they play one event a year, they'll play this one. I mean, Davis Love has been on and off the Champions Tour. He'll play here for sure. I forgot about him. Oh, yeah. And then Darren Clark's eligible next year, so we think Darren's going to play as Open well. Open champion. Yep. So there's a lot of uh, recognizable people. And then, uh, you know, the old lineup, you got Rocco and you got all the other guys at Montgomery and everybody people are more familiar with. Colin will be staying at your house. Probably. I just hope he likes our course and isn't whining because I may have to challenge him on that. Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> Call him out. Uh-huh. I, I will give it to him, though. He he stepped in. Um, I'm trying, Watson was going to do the junior clinic at Broadmoor this year, and he withdrew from the championship due to some personal reasons. He was not there. And Colin volunteered. No and I was out in that area during the junior thing, and he was fantastic with the kids. I mean, the guy is so engaging if he wants to be. He just has his moments, unfortunately. So I have a newfound respect for him based upon him. How about him. that? No, number one, volunteering to step in and do this thing. It's not like he's getting paid for it. And then the way he conducted himself was first class. He puts a target on himself from time to time in the crowd. At some venues, yep. will try to get under his skin. Not here. We're we're such welcoming, so. loving people here that it's not going to happen. We saw him at his best up in Benton Harbor a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, Tim, you and I were watching. And yeah, I know. He it, just can't help himself. There's sometimes. the stare, <laughs> the stare into the crowd. It's going to happen from time uh, to time. Well, it's going to be awesome. Just walking around the golf course today, imagining what this is going to look yeah. like. It's going to be so cool for the Senior Open to be here. And in terms of just thinking ahead, the clubhouse, is yeah. it going to basically be a player's area? Now, actually, where we're sitting now, the dining area, is shared hospitality. So that's what we're calling a trophy room. That's where the Senior Open trophy will be housed. And you're able to purchase um, a package, a uh, trophy room package. It may not show up on there as part of our hospitality program. Uh, that gets you for six days of the championship, all the food and beverage inside the clubhouse here, as well as wide screens and access to all the areas on the golf course and preferred parking, so on and so forth. 
uh, and in the, the clubhouse, um, we will be cleaning out because we have a huge two merchandise tents out on the golf course, and I've sold the pro shop as hospitality to a certain entity, so that'll be private hospitality in there. About that. Yeah. Anything anywhere we can put people we're trying to sell, so <laughs> Don't that's blame what, you. It's what makes this thing tick. So that's right. Yeah. So something we're gonna have to think about as we get closer to the championship, there's gonna be a lot of people from our area that possibly have never been to a tournament mm-hmm. like this. So how do you watch yeah. an event like yeah. this in person? I mean the best thing to do is if you want to see every golfer, you pick a spot, maybe like a par three. Yeah. And watch everybody go through, bring a lawn chair or whatever you – I don't know if you can bring a lawn chair, but – Yeah, the the little portable seats. Uh, Yeah, the the one thing that's really cool about the course and people that are familiar with it, um, we've all been to championships, tournaments where basically you can see one hole, one group at a time. There are places here where you can stand and see literally six holes at one time, whether it be a tee or a green or a fairway of any given hole. I mean, there are all types of spots, Darren, and we've put hospitality in certain areas. We'll be grandstanding all the par threes as well as some of the par fours. Um, you, and if you want to follow anybody, you know how easy this golf yeah. course is oh, to walk. Perfect. Um, it just sets itself up perfectly for a fan experience. And then, you know, you and I love sitting at the um, driving range and watching players. There's going to be a huge grandstand right behind our range. Which, as everybody knows, there's you can go from one end of the golf course to the other and never really break a you know break or work up you know a sweat because it's just not that big a property. Speaking of that, yeah, if you were to make eggs and bacon right or eggs and <laughs> eggs and bacon right now, I feel like I'd go to your new driving range and just eat off of it. I'll I mean, it what. is absolutely picture perfect. I mean, it looks like a putting green. It does, and it's huge. We de- literally oh. doubled it in size. Where it's actually opening to the public on this coming Wednesday, and it's just going to break our heart. <laughs> you have to pick people. it clean. No yeah, divots. No you got to pick it. <laughs> I told my superintendent I'm going to give him the week off. I don't think yeah. he may go out there and uh. accost people or hitting off his range. But <laughs> that's why we did it. You know, it's not only for the championship, but for our daily play. It's just, and the hitting surface is so great, and it replicates what you're going to have out on the golf course, which is important when you're warming up. A dollar per divot. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's all you have to do. <laughs> John Foster, he is the general manager at Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame. I'm Darren Pritchett, the golf show live at Warren this morning. We'll get to the PGA Championship leaderboard coming up here in just a moment. It is 831, and this is the golf show live on 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader. Live on 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader, the golf show Along with John Foster, the general manager at Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame. I'm Darren Pritchett. We are at Warren this morning in what will be a hospitality area during the U.S. Senior Open. And we've got the PGA Championship on the television in our dining area watching Tiger Woods play pretty well this morning as the second round continues. They had some bad weather roll through St. Louis yesterday afternoon. They could not resume the second round, so... The second round is being played right now. They'll wrap that up and get the third round started. And right now, you better be in red numbers if you want to have a chance to win the championship, let alone make the cut, because right now, even or better will make the cut. And plus one, you are going home. And guys like Matt Kuchar, Sergio Garcia, they're at plus one. They're going home. Phil Mickelson's on the course right now. He is two over par. So he still has to make a couple of more birdies on the backside to have a chance 
to make the cut. In fact, Phil is going to the 12th tee right now at plus two. He had an eagle putt on a par four but came up short and made birdie. So he's got some work to do. And Tiger Woods is playing very solid golf right now down in St. Louis at Bell Reef. He's at four under par for the day and four under par for the championship. So he shot four under on the front. He's heading to the 10th tee right now. So Tiger is tied for 17th, and everybody is chasing Gary Woodland right now. The American is 10 under par for the championship. He shot 64 and 66 for a total of 130. A shot ahead of Kevin Kisner from the United States. He's at minus nine. Brooks Kepka in the clubhouse at minus eight. And Ricky Fowler, the first-round leader, is still playing his second round. He's having a good go. He shot 65 in the first round. He is three under par through 12 in the second round. So he is two out of the lead, and he is playing with an oblique injury, apparently, which I did not know. That's okay. got to be a little bit challenging. But the PGA Championship's a little bit more of a different animal. I don't know, John. I have no factual data to back this up, but it always feels like this is a championship anybody can win because it's the closest to a regular PGA Tour event. The U.S. Yeah. Open has its challenges, yep. and you've got the Open Championship, which is totally different style of golf, right. and the Masters is the this Masters. This is the only championship that the PGA of America sets up, and the last thing they want to do is have unhappy pros playing in their championship, and... So I think you see it as one of the less challenging course setups. Now, Mother Nature also plays a big hand in whether this. But if you think about it, the Masters is set up by the Masters, by Augusta National. The Open, U.S. Open set up by the USGA and the Open Championship set up by the RNA, who are traditionally all of those entities are. I, I think the Masters and the Augusta National, I mean, there's only so much you can do with that golf course. They're more interested and making sure it's pristine and sure. the conditions are great. They're not so concerned about people scoring, um, the low scores and stuff, and that's been evidenced over the past few years. The uh, Open is still governed uh, by the by the USGA, and they do all kinds of strange things to protect uh, par. But this one here is pretty much um, for the player's advantage, even though one of the more prominent players was complaining about it was too easy. And... Uh, and you mentioned it earlier, but uh, Jordan Spieth came out last night, and it, it, I wouldn't. Uh, I, I thought it was complaining. He was making comments that it wasn't challenging enough. I, you have. I have the quote yeah, for you. There you go. Let's set this up. Spieth shot one over seventy-one in the first round and shot a four under par sixty-six in the second round. So these comments were after he shot sixty-six, okay. not after shooting <laughs> seventy-one. So here is what Spieth had to say about Bell Reeve in St. Louis. Quote. A little frustrated at this place in general. It's tough to come to a venue with bent grass greens and this kind of weather. This course is, would be phenomenal in, and probably is phenomenal, if it's not playing so soft. And it's not the rain that came on Tuesday. It was like that on Monday. So you can just, you just fire in and you get away with more. Like you don't have to be precise. That's frustrating in a major championship because typically what it does is you don't really have to be as precise on and around the greens. That's frustrating to me because I feel like that's an advantage that I have. So personally, I would prefer more difficult and firmer, faster conditions on the greens, end quote. There you go. Um, I don't know. He's, he's, 
he's complained a lot <laughs> this year about a lot of things. And listen, it's that's why they're switching the the timetable on this thing to May. Um, I thought it was a bad idea to go to St. Louis in August. I was shocked to, to know they had bent grass greens because they're in that transition area where one would think uh, a, a Bermuda would be much because it's more heat tolerant and humidity tolerant. It actually thrives in those conditions. Uh, bent grass is pretty iffy down there, and they what they've seen this year a lot of wet, you know, rain early um, resulted in the roots not being very deep, you know, up near the surface, and then when you got um, the, the heat, which you do get, it held there, and you grew up around there. You know mm-hmm. what it's like in the St. Louis heat and humidity. Yeah. Um, the, the grass just isn't going to be very healthy, so they've had to keep the length of the grass on the greens uh, longer in order to keep it alive. And greens have been bumpy. They've been bumpy. And they've been slower. They've been softer. Um, but you know what? It is what it is. And part of being a champion is adapting to conditions. Bingo. And, and to say... You know, that precision is his strong point, and basically he's saying nobody else is precise. And I, I just think it's a terrible. Got to be careful. Terrible comment. And I don't know. He Maybe he'll retract it or try to soften it today, but I thought it was very offensive to uh, the PGA of America as well as the other players in the field. Well, first off, this is obvious, but everybody plays the same course. Yes, they do. Now, the conditions can be different in morning and afternoon. I understand that, but yeah. the softness of the greens didn't change. A whole lot. And by mid-afternoon yesterday, the average score was 69.6. Now, is that normal for a major for the average score to be under par by a tick? Okay, that's not the norm. But you take a look at the PGA Championship. I don't think they care if three under wins it or 23 under wins it. No, they don't care. And um, I really do think if this were an Open, the U.S. Open, all the players would have been hammering the USGA. They... They're much kinder to their governing body, the PGA Tour, uh, PGA of America. It's almost like a political party it, thing. I'm serious. You know? uh, there would have been a lot of criticisms of course setup and the course itself. They're being very guarded except for Spieth, I guess. <laughs> so uh, I, I think fans like it. I mean, it's set up for a, a very exciting event. Lots of birdies, and everybody likes to see that. Tiger Woods had an 8-footer for par on 10, and it lipped out, so Tiger falls back to 3-under par. He shot a 4-under par, 31 on the front side. He starts the back side with a bogey 5, and so he's back to 3-under par, 7 behind Gary Woodland. Well, this is not breaking news, but when Tiger's in contention, the ratings go up by 300%. Everybody's more interested, and you know what? The players benefit because the purses will go up as well, so... Again, we're kind of still in that conversation. Can Tiger ever win another major? We've been stuck on 14 for 10 years now. Health-wise, it's as good as he has been in a long time. I almost feel like he's a little fatigued just from all the golf that he's played, and and that's to be expected at this particular moment. But right now he's at least knocking on the door and had the lead at the Open Championship. I mean, he had an opportunity to get it done and, and could not get it done. But whether you're a Tiger fan or not, the interest in him is just absolutely off the chart. And knowing that he's back in contention is probably good news for TNT and CBS this weekend. People are going to watch. Oh, yeah. People are going to watch. Nobody's more surprised than me that, that, you know, and I know Tim and you and I were, during his downtime, I guess we were kicking him as much as anybody. Because I, I and also, even when he was successful, I didn't think he handled it very well. Uh, but this new 
edition of Tiger Woods, I find myself rooting for the guy. And I never thought I'd do that again. Um, whether it be at the Open Championship or this week or, you know, just any event he plays in, uh, I really want him to do well. And it's I never would have thought that would have been my, my feelings. True. Yeah. So I wonder if Brooks kept his middle name as Andy North. Yeah. Because when it's a major championship, here comes Brooks. Otherwise, yeah, so I, I don't feel like I ever hear from him. Two-time U.S. Open champion, and now he's two out of the lead at the PGA Championship. He vaulted up 30 spots with a 63 yesterday. It's, I think it's really interesting. You know, that's, I think there's is it 27, 28, 63s have been shot in championship history. Um, only one 62, and that was in the Open Championship two years ago, I believe, or last year. Brandon Grace, I believe. That's right. So he had a very legitimate shot, final putt on 18 at 62 yesterday, and it lipped out. It's almost like it. <laughs> we saw it out of, um, oh, who was it, this year at the U.S. Open. There, there was a shot to go really, really low. It's just something always gets in the way of somebody. Phil had one lip it out was exactly right. a couple of years ago. Exactly. So anyway, it's it's kind of intriguing. But, boy, for him to put up 63 yesterday was pretty impressive. Kepka's 28. He has been a professional since 2012. He's won four times <clears throat> Excuse me, on the Challenge Tour, Japan Golf Tour twice, European Tour three times, PGA Tour, he's won three times, and he has two U.S. Open victories. He paid his dues. <laughs> he did go to Europe and play. You know, I, I think I brought this up before. He played in the NCAAs here in 2010 for Florida State and shot 78-74-70, I think it was. And I mean, it just shows you that these guys, they're not done yet when they're in college. And there's just that's why you hear a lot of these guys coming out of the blue. It's like, I've never heard of this guy before. You know, they get better. They continue to get better. And I remember I sent a number of, well, I sent some things to our kids on our golf team last year. Of the people who have played here in NCAA events, you know, the, that they would recognize. They're on tour now. There's probably 10 or 12 of them. And the, some of the scores they shot here. I mean, J.B. Holmes shooting 79. Um, the, the one kid, um, oh, goodness, he was with TCU. I cannot think of it. People would know his name, but he shot 84 here. And it's like, guys, don't give up. You can still get better. You can continue to get better. Yeah. Part two of that answer is this golf course is a lot more difficult than it looks. Yes, it is. Yeah. We're going to see that next year, I hope. <laughs> well, you mentioned a couple of people. Oh, this is going to be yeah. easy. Okay. Yeah, no, I'll we'll see. You wrote down those names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to look them up we'll look after them up. the event. Yeah. Unreal. Well, this is the final time the PGA Championship is going to be held in August. We'll mention that and a little bit more coming up as the golf show continues live on this Saturday morning from Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame, side of the 2019 U.S. Senior Open. It is 848 at WSBT. Quick segment here on the golf show. John Foster, Darren Pritchard with you from Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame. PGA Championship second round continues right now, third round later on. Next year... The PGA Championship will go being from the fourth played major to number two. And Pete Bavacqua, who has ties to Notre Dame, former PGA of America chief executive officer, talked about this a few months ago, quote, in weighing the complex evolution of the golf calendar, the PGA of America's key objectives were to promote the best interests of our signature spectator championship, do what is best for the game and its great players, and find the most advantageous platform to fulfill our mission of serving our nearly 29,000 PGA professionals and growing the game. 
Our analysis began in 2013 and included an extensive list of factors, including having to shift the date every four years to accommodate the Olympic Games. In the end, we determined that playing the PGA Championship the week prior to Memorial Day in May, making it the second major championship of the golf calendar, will achieve those three objectives. It's going to make for a very quiet August for the game of golf. You'll have the Ryder Cup or the President's Cup every other year, which will help in September or maybe early October. But it does kind of take away from the golf calendar. It bunches things together. Maybe it keeps it away from college football training camps and people getting excited about that. But I just think it might be good for them. But I don't know about the game of golf. It's going to make a lot of quiet time between the Open Championship, which will be the fourth, and the FedEx Cup playoffs. Yeah, I, I don't know how it, you would solve that that situation. I think they're their own worst enemies, though. I mean, the golf season, who says it should be 10 months long? And you and I know it's 12 months, basically. Sure. They do the wraparound season. But I, I think they may have realized that, you know, maybe too much is, you know, it's too much. And it may be oversaturated. So I think they're trying to condense the um, – the big events in golf and have the popularity and the ratings up during that time and saying, you know what, come August, people are probably just tired of, uh, other than true golf geeks, you know, the average uh, viewer may be just tired of golf and they're ready to move on to football. Maybe it's getting away from the football calendar. It, it, I think, they, the no, I think they admitted that. They did admit that, that, you know, they can't compete with football. So that's why the PGA was moved up. Uh, I think you'll see the uh, the FedEx probably slit and slide a little bit forward too, uh, and they can wrap things up a little earlier. But it's not like that's must see TV like a major. No, it's all. never caught on. No, nope, it it's really fun, hasn't. but it's not like oh, I got to get home no. to watch the FedEx Cup playoffs. No, I mean it's you, you poll even avid golfers as to who won the FedEx Cup last year as opposed to who won the Masters, and you're going to get people knowing who won the major championships as opposed to who won the FedEx Cup. Beth Page Black will host the 2019 PGA Championship May 16th through the 19th, and this will be the first time that the PGA Championship will be held in May since Sam Snead won in 1949. Four PGA Championships have been held in May. That's coming in 2019, so the Open Championship will wrap up the major calendar for golf next year. Let's take our final break. We'll tell you what's coming up at Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame next on WSBT. And the golf show is brought to you by Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame, side of the 2019 U.S. Senior Open. We're also brought to you by Blackthorn Golf Club. Kurt Outdoor Living, make plans now to transform your backyard into an oasis with the experts at Kurt Outdoor Living. Zolman's Tire and Auto Care voted the best tire store two years in a row. Lechleitner Door, improve the look of your home with a new garage or entry door called 295-6311 and by the Food Bank of Northern Indiana. Together we can solve hunger. Learn more at feedindiana.org. John Foster, what's coming up at Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame? Well, just come out and play it. I mean, the course is spectacular. We've finished all the major construction for the championship, so come out and enjoy it. And that's going to wrap up the golf show for 2018. As always, enjoyed it, my friend. Me too, Darren. It's going to be exciting 2019 around here with the U.S. Senior Open at Warren. For Tim and John, I'm Darren. Top of the hour, WSBT South Bend. 
Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 